0: You are listening to Songhezomapeke on on the Station of the Year. Songhezomapeke on the Station of the Year with the listeners of the year, the community that make us who we are, make us as great and grand as we are. So we shall always appreciate your patronage, dear fellow SAFM listeners. Bring a friend as well. Let's try and get those numbers up, obviously. Now, the conversation moves from Gauteng to the great Eastern Cape Province, home of the legends where the Speaker of the Eastern Cape Provincial Legislature, Ms. Helen Sauls August, is on the line. We're in conversation with her. They'll be hosting the LGBTQIA plus dialogue in response to the resolution taken in the last conference of the Commonwealth Parliamentary Association, CPA, that parliaments and legislatures the Commonwealth over must combat bullying and verbal harassment experienced by women, particularly in parliaments and in communities at large. The theme, Entrenching the Right of Freedom, of Sexual Orientation, a Nation Free of Gender Discrimination and Hate Crimes. The dialogue takes place on the 17th of August, which is on Thursday, at the Raymond Mklaba Chamber at Bisho. The dialogue is organized together with the Provincial Task Team on Hate Crimes and Eastern Cape AIDS Council. Let's hear more about this, specifically where it draws its genesis from the CPA, and welcome at the same time Miss Helen Soles-August. Mama, good evening. Thank you so much for joining us. 2118 is the time. It's getting a bit late, but it's nonetheless never too late to have such an important conversation. Good evening.
1: Good evening, and thank you so much for having me on the show.
0: Let's talk about the mandate, or the resolution rather, that was taken from the CPA, that's the Commonwealth Parliamentary Association, perhaps how the assembly or the conference itself got to that point what was the agitation behind it all such that the resolution was taken of the kind that that was and now you have the conversation as you shall be having in a couple of days time
1: well annually the um, commonwealth parliamentary association and the commonwealth women's parliament uh, usually have conferences in the um, year in south africa we have the um, uh, sub meeting, um, that is sub-Saharan Africa will usually meet and then we have the Africa uh, uh, conferences meeting and obviously the international bodies that is all of the countries across the world meeting, uh, who are prescribing to the um, Commonwealth parliamentaries. They come together where they are then discussing issues that is affecting all parliamentarians uh, of the CPA. And one of those discussions basically uh, and the resolutions taken dealt with fostering a culture of respect, fairness and dignity amongst parliamentarians and society at large. And I think um, very important for the CPA and the CWP, obviously, which the Eastern Cape Provincial Legislature in, the, in South Africa is part of one of those sub-branches, saw the need to develop appropriate training, development of legislation, codes of conduct, um, as well as independent and effective means to ensure there's investigation to prevent, firstly, and then to address the harassment and gender-based violence in Parliament and then society at large. So, obviously, out of that, a specific work system was then developed to ensure that we combat the bullying and harassment within Parliament, so... And and further on, the work that then continued in the subsequent uh, CPA conferences was also to ensure not just within Parliament, uh, in, in terms of the gender-based violence that is there, but also that we need to look at, at the specific sector of the LGBTQIA plus community
0: mm-hmm. and
1: ensure that we also deal in the broader scheme of gender transformation that we start dealing with with that voice of, of, of the of the specific sector of the lesbian, the gay, bisexual and those questioning youth out there that are often victims of violence, uh, and bullying and verbal harassment, so that we look at their issues also and breathe it to the fore and create this space use of spaces for for where we can discuss and allow open, you know, uh, awareness to be created so that their plight the issues can be addressed that can be uh, arrested and government as a whole should then come together to of start course you're to engaging this
0: conversation in a province that's largely rural that is rooted in its cultural ways and norms and traditions i'm, I'm not suggesting that the people of the eastern cape are unable to engage and develop with society as that society evolves. It nonetheless is a reality and 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 it's true generally speaking of your more um, rural communities that when you engage in questions of LGB it becomes a very very different conversation if not very very difficult conversation. How much of what I'm saying is a factor that is inherent in your part of the world that obviously changes the dynamic to an extent in terms of just getting the conversation to be had and then once the conversation is had, the conversation lands because it is upon the conversation landing that then perhaps the culture evolves and changes and develops and becomes more inclusive?
1: No, what you're saying is quite correct. Look, we we need to understand where we are coming from. It's, it's not, an, it's, it's, um, we are coming from a very repressive and a very, uh, you know, conservative society. Uh, we do acknowledge that. That is why, as, as the legislature, in, in, in coming up with this specific resolution and, and, and wanting to implement it, we have the responsibility to create that safe spaces for dialogue where we discuss these issues, where we need to ensure... That we raise awareness, that we advocate and that we bring different stakeholders together to ensure that the plight of the LGBTQA plus community begins to be understood, that we start as we as we see other people's rights and, 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 and dignity, we also need to understand that there's a sector in our society who is who is actually very repressed that their voices are not often given a space. So we need to bring the traditional leaders, we need to bring the churches, we need to bring all of those divergent views that there is in in society and begin to set that pathway for constructive discussion and not speak cross-purposes to each other from a very rigid viewpoint. It is not going to be an easy. It
0: is not. It absolutely will not be easy because I would imagine some of those persons who are there to lead these conversations, who have influence in communities themselves, do not quite engage with any sense of openness on the questions of LGBT. Here's why I'm saying what I'm saying. I come from the Eastern Cape and, and I'm privy to those conversations that even I have been part of when we are sitting as village men, for instance, in the hills about to devour some cattle head and trotters. And if a conversation of this kind comes up, the narrative will always be the same. It it, it will not change. What is that? Who are these people? They are A, B, and C, and D. That's the reality even of those tribal authorities. I sit among people who lead the clergy and, and traditional councils the like. How much then is that either, if not the stumbling block, the bigger challenge? Because I don't imagine if you are engaging younger communities that this sort of conversation is as taboo perhaps as it might be with the older communities. But the older communities are where you get the constituency to be engaged, where perhaps there's validity in the conversation happening through a tribal authority, through a church, or through a leader in society in the schooling environment. But some of those persons unfortunately are the kinds of generations who will never engage this conversation with any sense of other than what they know and what they've always known.
1: No, you you are you are correct. Look, that's why I'm saying that we need to start somewhere.
0: We Absolutely. can't just
1: say we can't say or want to say, look, let's not address the issue because it makes people uncomfortable. If we had that same attitude against the the, the whole notion of equality and women's rights, where would we have been? And I think that that is the wonderful, you know, constitution that we have that that puts the right of each and every sector on on par. And we need we we are compelled to do something.
0: Sure, to absolutely. To
1: the conversation, to, to discuss the difficult issues, because at the end of the day, what we need to understand, the South Africans, we are all human beings. Mm. We all have this same right and the same dignity is equated to all of us. It is, as I'm saying, uh, this is not going to be an easy road. Sure. And I think also that the leadership within the LGBTQIA plus community understands that. And as But as government, we can't say because there are certain traditional leaders or certain sectors of the religious society don't want to engage this issue, so le- let's not go out. Even more reason for us to reach out to them, to try to draw them closer so that that space is created for understanding. We may not always agree on issues because this is not our job to make you understand or to force you to agree, but there must become an appreciation of the right of different sectors within society. And we believe that the legislature, this is our role.
0: Let me ask this question because what you're saying is correct. Absolutely important to start because once you start, you pick up momentum, you get people to change because you've started. They pick the patterns and they get on, if you like, with the program. That's true. I accept. And that's a very good response. I appreciate that, Ms. Wells. Let's talk about the other aspects, specifically looking at entrenching the right of freedom of sexual orientation, a nation free of gender discrimination and hate crimes. What that presupposes is this. There is a problem of gender discrimination, of hate crimes. There is a challenge of people not enjoying their sexual freedoms or their sexuality being used for undesirable ends from one to the other. And I am minded to think on something that I just got For some reason, I saw it on my social media wall where somebody was complaining or if not complaining, lamenting the fact that she's jobless. She's been jobless for a while, but she knows she could be in a job if she did this thing. And you know where this is going. Sex for jobs. Is this something that is a challenge in Bishaw and the community at large of the Eastern Cape Province. How does this little anecdote that I've offered fit into this theme and such things like that? How will they be addressed? Or what are you looking to address? Or how are you looking to address in the context of entrenching the right of freedom of sexual orientation, a nation free of gender discrimination and hate crimes?
1: Well, we, we've we've had incidences of those taking place in the past that, that, that I know of in, in previous terms. Mm. There have been those, those incidences. We can't, uh, uh, you know, just uh, uh, shy it away. But I think where, where we are now, uh, the more women are coming forward, women are becoming bolder where they are raising these issues. And I think that is important, that we have given the space to women to come to the fore to go to court, to lay these charges, to take up these issues. And I think the voice of women has become so vocal around that uh, the incidences of these type of pressures that has been put on women are are, are are really seeing a reduction of these types of, of cases that is emerging. Yes, there are still instances, you know, where unscrupulous people in leadership Play, uh play his power games where they would want to force women, you know, uh, to move up the, the ladder that they have to do certain things. But we are, can I say that, mm. you know, we are proud of the fact that women are coming forward and they, and they are naming and shaming these perpetrators. And that is the route how we are going Absolutely. to address the official. So more and more women must be encouraged to name and to shame. And, and, and if we rally behind those women... You know, not not be quick to for the for the victim to say no. You are only guilty until you are, you know, Correct. a part of law. Inside, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think women, as women of South Africa, we are on the right path. You know, of of standing behind behind other women. You know, giving them the necessary support, not only to them but also to their families when they are going through these kind of of, of cases.
0: Let me probe now. On 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 Thursday, how much? Well, to what extent are young people going to be catered for in the main program? I mean, I see you've got some real, real names here in the context of having John Jeffrey there who will provide a response on issues raised on behalf of government and UN representatives. will provide a global perspective. You've got Ungumani Musweu from Botswana who will be there, Men's Health and Gender Justice. This is a great program. I'm, I'm, I'm minded to ask about young people because more and more, this is something that they are just as conversant in if not more precisely because you've got more and more young people coming out being open as to who they are and embracing their orientation irrespective of what it is and i don't think this is a conversation of only adults
1: no definitely these um these are just a few of the those who will be on the panel our participants correctly stated are predominantly from the you know, the, the, the young adults, if I can call young sure. adults, that is, that is there. So as, as government and, and those leading those specific structures, because those who we have invited are in the leadership of those, of, uh, of those structures serving on these panels, but they will be interacting with the delegates from across the province, from all eight uh, districts. And, and they are primarily from the younger generation, which we are very hopeful for. And we know that the contribution will be, it will be fast. It will be a fast pace, very interactive. Uh, that is why we are also encouraging people to log on, uh, you know, on YouTube and to listen to uh, those who will not be able to join us in, in the legislature uh, and, to, and to form part of those uh, discussions at the end of the day through the live streaming.
0: Fantastic, Ms. Stolls. We certainly do appreciate your time. Is anything else that you feel as though you need to say before we say goodbye to each other?
1: No, just to say thank you so much for the opportunity and wherever we are, we need to put the issue of the LGBTQI plus community on the agenda, have more discussions. Let's openly discuss mm-hmm. the issue irrespective of what our views may mm-hmm. be. We need to understand we are all South Africans. With the same rights enshrined in the Constitution. Thank but to so be
0: much. the people first. Thank you so much, Miss Helen Solz, August Speaker of the Eastern Cape Provincial Legislature, talking to us about what will be taking place on Thursday in the province. The Eastern Cape Provincial Legislature hosts an LGBTQIA dialogue entrenching the right of freedom of sexual orientation, a nation free of gender discrimination and hate crimes being. The theme. One more conversation after the break that will be part of the hashtag Global Watch. Could the BRICS currency end the dominance of the US dollar? A conversation with Mr. Owen Gomo, economist and founding CEO of Inkunzi Unzi Wealth Group.
1: Saturdays at 4 p.m. are all about.